On this episode of Take Talks Business, we speak with Dr. Mary Ojo Karens, founder of EvoScient Gynecology. So Dr. Ojo Karens, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Take Talks Business. I appreciate you taking the time out of your afternoon to, to speak with me and to speak to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about your new venture, but before we do, I'd like to get uh, just a little bit of your professional background um, and what has led us to uh, what's going to eventually be a conversation about a new venture that you're going to be kicking off or have kicked off here in the uh, Hampton Roads community. Um, well, you know, I think my, my professional background did influence this, the reason to move forward with this venture, but my personal background more, uh, had a, also a large impact in that. Um, both of my parents were entrepreneurs for most of my uh, childhood. Um, they had an industrial janitorial business and then a secretarial business and then also a, a printing business in Greenville, South Carolina. And so I spent most of my formative years um, watching them operate their business and uh, be members of the business community um, in the city that I grew up in. I would attend chamber visits or chamber events with my mom uh, and my dad. And my first job was working in their printing business. So I had this entrepreneurial spirit within me this entire time, um, but also have uh, really realized that I can um, express that along with my desire to uh, work in the healthcare field and healthcare industry. Um, so I, I went to Georgetown uh, University for Medical School. I did my residency at Mount Sinai in New York. And then um, uh, after residency, worked a year in uh, New York with Mount Sinai, moved to Minnesota with my husband for him to complete his fellowship or do his fellowship. And then we moved to uh, Virginia afterwards uh, where he started his practice and I started my um, practice also. Um, it was around 2019 that I started to feel uh, what many in the field describe as burnout and being pretty young realized that, you know, um, got scared by having those feelings uh, because I, I always wanted to uh, make medicine um, uh, a long part of my career. I have a long career in medicine. So burning out before 40 doesn't uh, equate with that. Um, yeah. And so I started to see how physician leaders um, really need to um, impact or should have an impact in the administrative side of medicine. Uh, and then at the end of 2019, decided to enroll in business school. Um, my dad um, uh, decided many years ago to uh, go back to school himself and earned a PhD in business and became head of a department at South, uh, South University. So I enrolled uh, at South University for uh, business school. And then January 2020 came along and um, there were some new studies that came out about um, uh, uh, maternal um, mortality, specifically black maternal, uh, female uh, maternal, maternal mortality and how that is increased uh, compared to other cohorts uh, even when you control for socioeconomics um, and uh, healthcare literacy. And that study really hit me um, because I would always in the past think, you know, um, that there would be a difference based off of healthcare lit literacy and socioeconomics and seeing that there is not uh, made me really uh, question myself on what impact am I making? 
Um, and like many others during the start of pandemic started to reassess what was really important to me and um, where I saw, where what did I see my career going? So I gave myself a little bit of room and um, the grace to take that time to reassess uh, my priorities in life. And I really started to see how dissatisfied I was with how medicine was being delivered to women, especially um, women of color. So I decided to um, resign my position uh, with my group practice uh, based off of that and some other reasons too. And I uh, was given the opportunity to work at EVMS um, with the Department of OBGYN as a laborist. Um, and just really throughout this experience, we have realized um, how much I love making an impact on the next generation of physicians and physician leaders. Um, while at EVMS, I continue to see and understand and feel how the, the disparities in healthcare um, continue to have a negative impact on women and decided that um, I wanted to see how I could uh, uh, in a positive way affect that. Um, there's so many advances in science that don't necessarily translate into uh, del the delivery of healthcare. And I wanted to be able to make that translation occur. Gotcha. So uh, you're in that unique position that a lot of times when I talk to business owners and entrepreneurs, it's kind of one of those, they either had the, the business and entrepreneur acumen or they just simply had this passion and they had to mm -hmm. learn the both. You really, uh, both through education and through just who you are as a professional, um, have really developed both um, almost in a parallel fashion. So you, you really weren't just one or the other, you were really kind of both, um, which, which is great to hear because it's, it, it's definitely more of a unique story from that standpoint. So. In doing so, the timing, I'm mm -hmm. sure I'm not the only one that, that mm -hmm. has said um, we are we are in the middle of, of COVID and, and you've decided to start a new business. So were, was there any hesitation to that or did you actually find this was was actually a good mm -hmm. time to do something like this? Well, you know, just going back to my uh, upbringing, my parents started their business uh, during the 1990 recession. Okay. And so I guess just my experience uh, starting something during tough economic times was not um, scary because uh, yeah. I saw my parents do it. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it and um, ch a chance that you're taking, but that never really uh, crossed my mind. And I also think about uh, when is it actually a really good time to open a business anyway? Yeah. You know? Um, for me, the opening really should be based upon uh, um, the need and opportunity and both really kind of aligned for me um, at the same time. The need always being present, but of me feeling that, that uh, pull uh, towards that need. Um, I was fortunate enough to be pre presented with an opportunity to acquire the space and goodwill of a physician, uh, Dr. Richard Valentine, who um, has been in the area for over 40 years um, in Virginia Beach, um, caring for women. And um, he, in fact, um, I believe stayed in his practice for the time that he did when many of his cohorts were retiring based upon his dedication to his patients and the women of this area, feeling that if he retired, that, that they would be, and which is true, uh, have a, um, a fewer options, limited, more limited access to um, GYN care. And so uh, upon his retiring and that space opening up and also that uh, 
the patient population being there, um, you know, aligned with the need being there, um, the opportunity was just for me at the time uh, has been a good opportunity. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Um, so before we get into some more of the specifics about the, the business itself, um, were there any lessons learned um, going into this that, that did kind of surprise you? I mean, you, you had that great experience of seeing your parents go through it and, and some great education leading up to it, but was there anything that still ended up kind of surprising you? I don't want to say surprised, but I guess just revealed a bit more in detail and specifically for uh, healthcare, it would be how um, uh, managed medicine works um, and uh, the impact on decision-making that um, occurs on the business level based off of um, uh, reimbursement um, from, from payers. Um, you know, my, my hope um, with the practice has always been to have a practice that's open to all women. As all women of all socioeconomic um, statuses, women from all um, uh, insurance backgrounds or that have all types of, of payers, for them to be able to come to the practice and have an experience in which they feel um, welcomed, comfortable, nurtured, um, for the environment to invoke uh, harmony and peace because the GYN exam is not a fun one to have. And it's one that oftentimes uh, just brings along a lot of stress uh, in the anticipation of being uncomfortable during the exam. And so I want women to come into the space um, with the, the environment at least affecting them in a positive way so that it alleviates some of that stress or angst that they may feel. Um, and so um, in some ways insurers do limit that um, and the, the ability for uh, uh, individuals to pay for services can limit that. And so that itself has um, been revealed to me more and more. And I, and I oftentimes feel that I'm fighting against that. You know, I don't think it's fair for a person that has a private insurer uh, compared to one that is uh, Medicaid or uh, government insurance to receive any difference in care, um, even period, whether it's just uh, evidence-based or whether it's you're offered a glass of water while you're sitting in the waiting room and listening to nice music, you know, um, everyone should have that same uh, sense of comfort, I think, and that same sense of nurturing and that. And, and I think especially for women have that same sense of, of feeling special while you're at your doctor's office, um, while you're at your doctor's visit. And so um, I would say that's the thing that's been a bit more clarified for me or opened to me. Gotcha. Well, and as we sp speak a little bit about the, the care that you provide, can you expand a little bit about what, um, what care you do provide and, and for, for the women that are listening through the podcast to have a clear understanding of what you all do for uh, your customers? So we, we do patients. my patients, yeah. patients? And, yes. you know, I do consider them patients, but they're also consumers, you know, you're yeah. consumers of your own health care. And so that just comes back to me or comes back to the entire one of the uh, uh, premises of this of the company is uh, to empower women through knowledge. Um, you're you are consuming or you were you were consuming healthcare, And so then, yes, you are a consumer. You're a patient, too, but you're a consumer. And so as being a consumer, you should be given the knowledge that you're, you need to make uh, sound choices for yourself and your family and those you love. Um, so we, um, we provide basic GYN services, um, but we truly do specialize in um, um, 
pelvic floor dysfunction, pelvic floor care, pelvic floor physical therapy. Um, we uh, specialize in a medical weight management <clears throat> uh, for, for women. Um, just going back to a, a point I made earlier, translating science into healthcare delivery, that's where the name of OSINT comes from, evolving science. And we really do specialize in the science of women. Um, and so uh, delivering specialized care for the individual, for the individual's uh, um, special needs and uh, desires and um, just their position in life. Gotcha, that's wonderful. So you've got the business up and running. Um, you've worked through obviously what is, has been a traditionally tough time just for business owners in general. So what do you see now as the future moving forward for, for your business? I really hope that we're really able to empower our consumers, our patients, women to make the uh, changes that are positive for their lives, uh, positive for the lives of those they love. Uh, and I hope that the business is able to have a um, positive impact on the conversation when it comes to women's healthcare uh, and the importance of uh, addressing the needs of women, the unique needs of women. Um, you know, we are very important consumers in healthcare industry and in, in most industries, we're very important consumers. And oftentimes I don't feel as if our, our, our voices are uh, really heard. Um, um, so I hope that Avocene is able to affect that conversation. That's wonderful. Um, well, and just so before we wrap up, uh, for anyone who is interested in reaching out, learning more, um, about you, learning more about uh, the services you're able to provide. Um, what's the best way to, to reach you? What's the best way to connect with your team? Uh, so we have our website, uh, www.vocientgyn.com. We also have um, multiple uh, social, social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Twitter, we're at evo underscore gyn. Uh, Instagram is Evocent GYN, so is Facebook. We also uh, hold a weekly um, webcast on Facebook Live. Um, it's called Live with uh, Dr. Ojo Karens, and it's really a time where uh, we spend uh, focusing on various women's uh, health topics, uh, providing evidence-based uh, information, um, you know, in, in, a, in a way that's um, easy to digest. Uh, we take questions from uh, uh, individuals that participate um, uh, in the webcast and oftentimes have um, um, special guests with us too. And so we do that weekly. That's wonderful. Well, congratulations on, on, on this new venture. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk to me, but more importantly, to talk to our listeners um, so we can get the word out about what you're doing and, and what you and your team are hoping to accomplish. Uh, much success to you all um, in the new year. Um, and thank you for your time, for, for taking the time to talk to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Have a wonderful day. And thank you to listeners of Take Talks Business. We'll catch you on the next episode.